could shine between the lines if you would let yourself go find some place you know you can use your words use your hands you can change the world just pretend express yourself take a chance and you'll see who you'll be it's time to express yourself where teens talk and the world listens Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself. Peace is not an absence of conflict. It is the ability to handle conflict by peaceful means. Ronald Reagan. Hello and welcome to Express Yourself. We're a program by, for, and with creative young people. A platform to give teens a voice, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. From Cynthia Bryan, producer of Express Yourself and Star Style Productions, we bring this program to the airwaves as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity. A top nonprofit honored by GuideStar and great nonprofits for today's show. Be The Star You Are wants to thank everyone who has volunteered and supported Be The Star You Are over the years. We are thrilled to be serving the world. If you'd like to help us celebrate being a top nonprofit with a donation, please visit btsya.org. That's btsya.org. Every dollar counts, and we will use the funds for our outreach programs. Make sure to listen to Express Yourself wherever you listen to radio or music iTunes, Amazon, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, and more. We broadcast from the Empowerment Channel on Voice America Radio, the largest radio network in the world. Hi, I'm Hannah, your host for today, and with me is Sharonya. Hi, today's show is all about gun violence and the tragedy that prevails with it. Nihal will discuss those guns in Segment 1. Hannah will discuss the stats of gun violence in Segment 2. And I will discuss gun campaigns and what we can do to stop this tragedy in segment three. So take it away, Nihal. Hi, everyone. So as we all know, there is a large violence involving deadly weapons such as firearms, and it's become more of a significant issue by the day in our world today. And we continuously live in a world of fear that it can happen to us at any time, whether we're at school or at a grocery store, or even hanging out with our friends in a movie theater. Oh, well, is gun violence a severe problem in America? Yes, gun violence is sadly a severe problem that is consuming America. And in 2020, firearm-related deaths reached 45,222, which is an averaging of around 124 gun violence deaths per day. And firearm injuries are one of the top five causes of death for people age 1 to 44 in our country. And what do you think we can do to help prevent gun violence? I think that the biggest problem that we face is that many people think that guns are the problem. And however, since they are the problem, it is also us humans too that are the problem. I do agree that a civilian does not need, you know, a military-grade weapon like a grenade launcher or an AR-15, but however, having the safety of a handgun or a hunting rifle can provide us with that sense of security that we need. 
I actually have an uncle who does live out in Angel's Camp who does own a handgun and a shotgun. And by buying these guns, he says it does give him that sense of security, being out there, living where nobody else is around him, not having any neighbors. But I do agree that we need much stricter regulations in order to purchase guns. And we need to also have much stricter mental health checks for these gun owners and for these people that want to pursue to buy guns as well. Does limiting access to guns reduce gun violence in any way or form? Yes and no. So if we limit the access to the ability to be able to purchase automatic weapons in gun stores, it will reduce that problem to a certain extent and reduce gun violence to a certain extent. But however, with technology being so advanced and we also having 3D printers, so many people are able to create their own firearms, which are called ghost guns. And these firearms that people create, you know, they're creating with these 3D printers. They're able to assemble this firearm at home, basically. Yeah. And could you go more into depth on what exactly are these ghost guns? Yeah. So ghost guns are basically guns that aren't bought in a store. They don't have a serial number on it. They're untraceable firearms. And they can basically be bought online uh, through a third party uh, person or they can be assembled at home. So People often that have ghost guns buy these parts online or create these parts using a 3D printer, and then they assemble this firearm at home. And I feel like if we attack this problem, making it only possible to buy gun parts in person at a store, this can help reduce the problem of ghost guns being created. It obviously won't completely take away the problem. It's hard to completely take away a problem that we face with the technology that we have today. But if we reduce the ability to buy parts for guns online, it'll help reduce um, more gun violence related deaths because a lot of gun guns are ghost guns that people are assembling at home by buying parts from online. Uh, yeah, and I have noticed over time that U.S. is one of those big countries that have such a big problem with gun control and gun violence. So how do other countries regulate gun ownership? Yeah, so other countries such as like China, Japan, Myanmar, only people that meet these very small and narrow conditions, they are giving those those people those few licenses. And by I mean by small and narrow, they're like very small and narrow conditions they have to meet. That to either be a retired military officer or retired police officer, and they have to have absolutely no background, no criminal record, even if it's uh burglary, like stealing a from a convenience store that they still wouldn't be able to buy a gun. So there's very small and narrow conditions that people meet in these countries to buy these guns. But in other countries like Cambodia, Eritrea, and the Solomon Islands, and even I know also know New Zealand as well, ownership of firearms by civilians is completely prohibited. And actually New, New Zealand, the ownership of having even an airsoft gun, which are guns with BB pellets and plastic pellets, that's also prohibited as well. And I think that these countries, by having this regulation of gun ownership, it helps obviously reduce their gun violence-related debts. And if we follow these stricter uh, regulations, I feel like we can also help the problem that America faces as well. 
Yeah, and I've also seen that with the increase in banning of guns, there's also a decrease in not only gun-related violence, such as mass shootings, but also self-inflicted. Because, you know, most of these times, you're talking about ghost guns, but that's not the real issue here. It's what people do with the ghost guns. And oftentimes, you know, people especially in these areas, when they don't have weapons to turn against each other, it leads to a lower crime rate because a lot of these guns are stolen, which I think is interesting because you were saying how they were made from printers. Um, But I think the real controversy here with these guns is not a sense of safety, but the sense of having civilians have a gun that can hurt other people, like the AK-15. Those are military guns and In America, you know, people are fighting to get these weapons, which is honestly a little scary because imagine your neighbor, one mistake, one accident, everyone's dead. So what do you think about that? Yeah. 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 So I think that absolutely not that civilians should not be able to own, you know, like I said before, these military grade weapons. I think that at most a civilian should be able to own a handgun. Um, pistols, which are, you know, still a firearm and they can still, if they, if a person wanted the attention to hurt somebody, they can still use that small firearm, sadly. But I still think that a firearm such as a handgun or a shotgun, civilians should be able to own. But I know that when we get into this issue, we get into like the Second Amendment rights and there's many people that want to argue for that. Oh, we should have an AR-15 or we should have an AK-15, which I think that there is no need for a civilian to have a military grade weapon such as that. Cause you don't need, to, if, if they're exclusively, all oh, we want to go hunting with that. There are many, many hunting rifles out there and many guns out there that you can use that aren't military grade weapons to go hunting or even have a sense of security as well or safety. I think that the biggest problem that we face is the controversy and the second amendment rights that many people that say that they want these AR-15s or they want these automatic rifles, they're not really arguing for a sense of security or safety. They're arguing for their own needs, or maybe they just have a love for guns, whatever it may be. But I think that civilians should not have these military-grade weapons at all. And at most, we should have a handgun or a shotgun because that can also protect you in a case of an emergency for somebody broke into your house or was threatening your family but that also does not do detrimental effects to the community or to people around you yeah and on that note you were talking about gun rights and second amendment and do you think gun rights should be controlled by the states or the federal government because i know those two are clashing right now you know especially in the house and congress with the inactivity in dealing with all of these mass shootings and access to guns. Yeah. So that's where there's a very thin line um, between the state government and federal government, which government gets to control gun rights. So gun violence is also, is considered a criminal law and also danger to public health. And that's where the line's very thin because states control the criminal laws. Each state has a different law for criminals, whether it's the death penalty or how many years, uh, person gets. So each state has a different criminal law, but however, public health and the danger to public is regulated and controlled by the federal government. So if there was a law that was going to be set in place, states would have to be able to accommodate to the federal law the federal government wants to set. 
And they would have to change their criminal laws as well towards that whatever federal government law that they set. But I think that before we see that, it'll be a very long time considering that Congress wants one thing and our state governments want a different thing. And each state is so vastly divided right now, so vastly different that we won't be able to come to a uh, mediation of what what law that we should have set in place for gun violence. But I do think that we need to have a law set in place very soon because gun violence is increasingly getting worse and worse in America and that we need to help protect the safety of not just us, but our future, the next generation and our children that we we may have in the future that I want, you know, my children and me to be able to go to school happy and have have a sense of safety when I'm going to school and not having a fear of me being out in the grocery store that something can happen. And I think that gun violence needs to be uh, helped really quickly and reduced very quickly. And we need to find a law or regulation set in place that can help reduce it and help ensure the safety of the public. Those are some really deep insights and as if gun violence is such a prevalent problem, especially in the United States, that as of as of May, about seventeen thousand people have died from gun violence, and like in May, that's only five months in a year. That's how lurking this threat is around the world. I mean, like in the U.S. and around the world, because gun violence is a really big problem anywhere you go. Yeah, and interestingly enough, gun violence doesn't only account for attacking others, but attacking oneself. You know, there's always the chance that someone who purchased a gun may have, you know, suicidal tendencies or maybe they want to hurt themselves and others, which also plays a big role in regulations because a lot of people are questioning how we can take that into accountability, you know. Yeah, and um, I think we should all start like controlling and um, the government especially should start controlling the measures that it would take um, to control guns. But I think, yeah, that was a really good segment. And I think I learned a lot, especially about the ghost guns. I didn't know they were called that. But that's all the time we have for this segment. Make sure you stay tuned for our next segment where Hannah will talk about the polling stats about gun violence. We want to hear your thoughts and we want to answer your questions. So email us at info at org. That's info at org. Check out our radio site at expressyourselfteenradio.com and our creative community site at bethestarur.org. You can get involved with the Be The Star You Are charity, buy books and t-shirts in our store, sign up for free newsletters and make a donation to the Be The Star You Are. Charity. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. 
Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and entertained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Listen for our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be The Star You Are, with our host, Cynthia Bryan. Then on Sundays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, Teens Talk and the World Listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Play with with us at be the star you are radio.com and the voice america empowerment channel enjoying our shows and can't get enough of us follow us on instagram at voice america talk radio and see what we're cooking up for you You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Hello, everyone. My name is Hannah Sahoda, and welcome back to Express Yourself. I'm the host of today's show, and this is my segment, Empowerment and Equality. Today, I'll be discussing a topic that ex- that's extremely relevant to today's news and society, and is currently one of the most controversial issues in America, gun violence. According to the Gun Violence Archive, there have been over 203 or more undocumented mass shootings in the U.S. so far this year. That's not a combined number, nor a number ranging across a long period of time, but only in 2023. And we're not even, we haven't even reached the halfway mark. Oftentimes, it can be a tad difficult to accurately register these mass shootings. Because as of now, there's not really an agreed upon conditional definition of quote unquote mass shootings. Based on factors such as the number of victims, circumstances, and intent, the definition of whether or not the attack was a mass shooting could be up for debate. But in this case, I'm mainly looking at and speaking on this podcast based on how the FBI collects data on active shooting incidents, where it's clearly defined as, quote, one or more individuals actively engaged in killing or attempting to kill or harm people in a populated area. There has been an increased amount of shootings over the decades. Notably from the years 2013 and 2014. A surprising increase, which I will display by listing the number of mass shootings per year. And keep in mind, this isn't gun violence related to suicide or accidents, but actual intentful mass shootings. We'll discuss the other topics later in this segment. So I'll list them off. In 2014, it started at an all-time low of 273. But then in 2015, 336. 2016, 383. 2017, 348. 2018, 336. 2019, 417. And then we saw a huge spike in 2020. 610 mass shootings. And it's only increased from here. 
as along with the tension-filled America, it makes sense why it jumped from 417 mass shootings in 2019 to up to 690 to 647 the past two years. This year, I repeat, is 20, 203 and counting. And unfortunately, based on previous statistics, are estimated to increase significantly over the rest of the year. Yikes, right? We see these numbers in television and media, you know, maybe Fox News, CNN, whatever you watch. But I feel as though the general public has become desensitized to the violence and bloodshed as a result of frequent guns. Not viewing these victims as people, but mere statistics. That is the byproduct of a lack of accountability and protection of gun laws in America because all of the big corporations who profit from it and don't care about the plight from their artillery have caused all of this damage and societal cost. Time and time again, experience has proven that stricter gun regulations would reduce the effects and deaths perpetuated by said gun violence. In actuality, guns are rarely used in self-defense scenarios, and actually, more often than not, criminals and those with ill intentions will steal legally licensed and owned guns to perpetuate different crimes, murders, threats, etc. This way, it makes regulation extremely difficult, and we need stricter background checks because these criminals will take items from legal people. You know, it will be marked as safe or protected in, you know, any gun laws, archives, but another person has it in actuality, which makes it so difficult. Without gun regulations, our society is stuck in a never-ending cycle of both supply and demand of murderous weapons to civilians. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it should be illegal to own a gun because that leads us into Second Amendment territory. However, many individuals opposed to stricter gun regulations want access to assault weapons and higher capacity magazines rather than just a simple handgun. These are dangerous weapons, people, specifically designed for killing as many things as possible. If anyone wanted to use it for self-defense, assuming they even have the training or the build to even handle that type of weapon or gun, it would most likely end up killing or injuring several people. And no one needs to be in possession of that. Assault weapons are usually designed for law enforcement or highly trained individual individuals like in the previous section hunters were mentioned you know people who are licensed but the civilians who are hiding behind their second amendment rights for these trained weapons clearly want an item not to protect themselves but to hurt others it's a bit hypocritical a few examples of assault wife weapons for those in my audience who aren't very familiar with these types of items can be AK-47s, submachine guns, AK-15s, which disturbingly is the most commonly used in mass shootings, machine guns, grenade launchers, STG-44s, etc., etc. I know you can only hear my voice, but if you look up these weapons you will see how huge they are. Absolutely terrifying. 
And the difference between these weapons and a normal handgun is that these specific weapons have a muzzle energy much higher than a bullet fired from a handgun, making the shooting up to four times more lethal and widespread, depending on the width of the bullet peripheral. Thus, it is clear that we have no need for any of these weapons to protect ourselves. In the long run, it only poses a greater danger to the general public in case the weapon owner goes ballistic or an accident happens or someone steals said weapon for nefarious purposes, which has been extremely common, especially in school shootings recently. Students stealing guns from their parents' cabinets and then using that for destruction. However, with gun control laws, there should also be a reasonable limit as not to impose our own Second Amendment rights. In my opinion, only handguns should be allowed after a thorough, strict background and family check, along with an interview. For any non-Americans out there who may need some clarification, the Second Amendment, quote-unquote, protects a private right of individuals as to have arms for their own defense, not a right of the states to maintain a militia. In more simple terms, this simply dictates that Americans are allowed to own guns and the government cannot take these away without proper justification or threat. But the hot topic right now is between gun lovers and those who want greater safety, which after extensive polling was about 60% of Americans, 20% are indecisive, and, well, 15 want even less gun restrictions. Americans, in fact are the most civilian gun-owning country, the number one in the world, in fact, with a whopping 120.5 guns per 100 residents, almost three times or more than any other country. Just imagine that. The next one, like the other countries, the second one in the world is Yemen, and theirs is 52.8 per 100 residents. Serbia is the third, number three, and is 39.1 per 100 residents. I think that can give you a scale of how how large our population has guns. It's a little bit ridiculous. This could explain why America has an 80.5% homicide rate with gun-related killings in comparison to the other countries, such as the 4% homicide rate in England or the 11% in Australia who in fact have incorporated more gun relations and restrictions and do not suffer from the same problem of mass shootings and gun violence we experience today as Americans with the forces of big corporations who fund politicians, grants, and new laws that protect their corporate interests and favor for the lives of innocents. The NRA is a perfect example, with federal lobbyists being paid at every corner to encourage their designated representatives and senators to be lax on gun restrictions or on any form of accountability. I'm talking millions, maybe billions of dollars. It is, it is absolutely insane. But in short, I think to order a more safe, less, you know, dog-eat-dog, pull-up-by-your-bootstrap society mentality. We as Americans need to learn to trust each other more and take safety with not only guns, but other weapons, other crimes more seriously. For protection's sake, 
A simple handgun will do, I promise. I guarantee you, you do not need an AK-47 or grenade launcher to defend yourself in the slim chance a burglar or threat does come to your home. Depending on your environment and situation, this obviously may differ, but for the people of America as a whole, I feel as though this applies well. If we cut off the dangerous weapons before they can land in the hands of criminals, a lot more crime could be prevented, as shown by Europe and Australia's practically non-existent counter of mass shootings and little to no gun violence. Hopefully in the future, we can reach that point too. Wow, that was a really deep segment. I think it really changed my perspective on how the U.S. should control guns. But unfortunately, that's it for this segment. Make sure to check out our radio site, buy books and t-shirts in our store, and make a donation to BTSYA at www.bethestarur.org. Want to see what Voice America is up to behind the scenes? Follow us on TikTok at Voice America Talk Radio. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and entertained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Listen for our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be The Star You Are, with our host, Cynthia Bryan. Then on Sundays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, Teens Talk and the World Listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Play with with us at be the star you are radio.com and the voice america empowerment channel a little birdie told me voice america is on twitter follow us at voice america trn You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Hi, I'm Sharanya, and today I'll be talking to you guys about gun control and campaigns and um, it, solutions we can create to stop this um, ever-looming problem of gun violence. Gun control is a pressing issue that demands attention in our society. In light of increasing gun violence incidents, it is crucial to explore ways to enforce stricter gun control measures. 
By addressing this issue, we can promote public safety, protect lives, and mitigate the devastating consequences of gun-related incidents. Today, I'll be talking to you about key strategies that can um, be adopted to strengthen gun control and ensure a safer future for all of us because gun control, gun violence as a whole, it's so, so frustrating to see and hear on the news. I know that that Texas shooting, the um, shooting at Nashville, it was also sad because many minorities are often um, then like funneled into one great stream. And it's so sad to see because I know for the Nashville shooting, the shooter was trans and it was so sad because everybody started pinning it all on trans people. When um, and if gun violence not only kills lives, it also um, kills society, it breaks society apart. And guns are the number one killer of children in America. That's a statistic that's really um, deep because how can children who are one of the most innocent people in the world be killed by one of the most nefarious uh, mechanisms, guns? One in 25 American five-year-olds now won't live to see 40 years old. Isn't that kind of sad to hear? Guns are... Oh, are good for self-defense, but we don't, as Hannah said in the previous segment, we don't need these big assault rifles to protect ourselves in some sense. Well, on a better note, let me talk about some ways we can stop this gun violence and enforce more gun control. The number one way is comprehensive background checks. One effective way to enforce stricter gun control is by implementing comprehensive background checks for all prospective gun buyers. If we expand the scope of background checks that can help in identify individuals with criminal records, mental health issues, or other disqualifying factors, by clause, uh, closing existing loopholes and ensuring that all gun sales, whether through licensed dealers, private sales, or gun shows, are subject to background checks, we can minimize the risk of firearms falling into the wrong hands. I know um, there's this big debate that goes against this, and it talks about how people can't control if they have mental health issues or not, and um, that shouldn't let them give up the right to having something to defend themselves. And and I agree, mental health issues are something that we can't avoid. It's something that we have to battle after it happens. And um, But the thing is that many of the um, shootings that have occurred, they've occurred from uh, people feeling that they have nobody to talk to. And these are these mental health issues that when they're diagnosed, instead of handing a gun to them, we should let them talk with a trusted individual. And um, as I said, there's no reason to hand AK-47s to um, anybody, regardless if their mental health is good or not. And also with criminal records, as much as people deserve to get a fresh start, some people take advantage of that situation. So a better comprehensive background check would make gun violence less prone in the United States, and we'd have a stricter control over who gets these nefarious firearms. Also, closing the gun show and internet sales 
loopholes. One of the main ways people that shouldn't be getting these guns are from gun shows and in the internet. We need to tighten gun control to close the gun shows and internet sales loopholes entirely. Currently, these avenues allow for the re relatively easy acquisition of firearms without comprehensive background checks. By requiring all sales, regardless of the platform, to undergo through scrutiny, we can curb the potential of an unauthorized individuals to obtain firearms. And um, I'm not saying that gun shows, internet sales, all of these lead to bad people getting guns. Often they do, but if we have a trusted um, organization such as the government look through these and make actual records about who has which gun, we can make sure that the bad people aren't trying to do another mass shooting. And also these gun shows are known and infamous for all their underhand gun sales and um, internet sales loopholes as the internet is starting to expand over time so is the dark net and so is um, how we're relaying information about new guns that have come in to people's control and, um, illegally so if we close down these two platforms i think we can really reduce the amount of guns that go into people's hands without the government knowing third Implementing waiting periods. The introduction of mandatory waiting periods between the purchase and possession of firearms is an effective measure to ensure that thorough checks are conducted to reduce impulsive acts of violence. Often, many people might be enraged by something. They might want something. Um, they might want to offend someone. And um, not getting that gun just when you got it and having that those weeks to cool down, relax what you're doing, and realize what the dangers might um be about shooting someone is really key. Those few weeks can make a difference between someone's life um being alive or not. These waiting periods, which allow sufficient time for background checks too, and it, it provides a cooling off period, as I said, and it reduces the likelihood of impulsive actions during moments of heightened emotion or distress. Anxiety, sadness, these are all these emotions that we can't control in that time. One week isn't enough for us to deal with these big emotions. So giving more time, like three to four weeks, they can really reduce how many people die just due to these enraging emotions inside of us. The fourth way is regulating high-capacity magazines and assault weapons. Enforcing stricter gun control necessitates the regulation of high-capacity magazines and assault weapons. These firearms have the potential to cause significant harm in a short span of time, increasing the risk of mass shootings and other lethal incidents. By imposing restrictions on these weapons and accessories, we can limit the scale and severity of gun violence, thereby safeguarding public safety. Because as we've all said, who actually needs assault rifles for a burglar that enters your house? And the probability of a burglar entering your house with all this modern day security we have is really low. So I don't think assault weapons are ever necessary for civilians. They're only for military and they're only in the, in the case of war. And we should also enhance mental health assessments. That's my fifth point.
Recognizing the important intersection between mental health and gun violence is key, and it's imperative to enhance mental health assessments as part of the gun purchase process. This approach does not stigmatize individuals with mental health issues, but rather ensures that those people who may pose a danger to themselves or others are identified and provided with appropriate support. Oftentimes, mental health issues are not diagnosed and they can lead to many problems in the future with people hurting themselves or the people around them. And this collaboration between mental health professionals and background check systems can establish a balanced approach that respects individual rights while prioritizing um, public safety. And um, people can't control their mental health, as I've said before, but getting that help they need from it, from these checks, and knowing what is good for them from these mental health professionals is something really imperative. And we should focus on making these mental health assessments more robust. Six, encouraging safe storage practices. Promoting responsible gun ownership and safe storage practices is crucial for reducing accidental firearm incidents, particularly involving children. As I said before, children, this is the number one reason that children are dying in the United States. And that's so sad to see the future fade away due to guns. Education campaigns alongside legislation requiring secure storage mechanisms can help minimize the risk associated with firearms within households. Encouraging responsible gun ownership and holding individuals accountable for negligent storage practices are steps that can go a long way in preventing tragic accidents. So with all these six points, what I'm trying to say is that stricter enforcement of gun control measures is a necessary step to address this alarming prevalence of gun violence by implementing comprehensive background checks, closing loopholes in gun show and internet sales, implementing waiting periods, regulating high capacity magazines and assault weapons, enhancing mental health issues, assessments and promoting responsible gun storage, we can foster a safer society for all. It is crucial for lawmakers, communities, and individuals to work collectively towards achieving a balanced approach that respects the rights of law-abiding citizens while prioritizing public safety. By taking these actions, we can reduce the devastating impact of gun violence and create a brighter future for new generations to come. Now, now that I've talking, talked a lot about these gun campaigns, I have a poem that talks about um, gun violence and its effect on people. In the depths of shadows, a sorrowful tale, where hearts bleed silently, where souls assail. A poem of anguish, of lives torn apart, of gun violence rampant, piercing through the heart. In streets once serene, now echoes of strife, where dreams turn to nightmares, nothing out life. The crackle of gunfire, a symphony of fear, leaves scars on communities forever austere. Innocence shattered like fragile glass as the world bears witness to this tragic impasse. Families weep, grieve their loved ones lost, their futures stolen at such a terrible cost. Oh, the tears that cascade like a ceaseless rain as we mourn for the fallen, their loss is searing pain. Each name etched in sorrow, a reminder profound of the lives extinguished, no longer earthbound. 
We yearn for sanctuary, a refuge of peace, where gun violence ceases and anguish finds release. A world united where compassion takes hold, and the power of love is the story retold. Let us rise together, hearts intertwined, to confront this plague, leaving no soul behind. Through dialogue and understanding, let us strive to heal wounds inflicted and ensure all can thrive. For every life lost, let a legacy bloom of change and redemption, erasing the gloom. In unity, we stand with a resolute voice. Against the devastation, we make a choice to let this poem resound, a call to unite, to end the senseless violence, to make things right. For in our shared humanity, we find the key to heal the wounds of gun violence and set hearts free. May this verse be a plea, a beacon of hope, that gun violence diminishes like a darkened slope. With compassion as our weapon, let us unite, and in our unity, we'll conquer the night. Thank you. That was a beautiful poem. Your segment was really, really informative. I especially liked how you encourage safe storage practices because I think that's one of the most important things in addition to all of the background checks and, you know, regulation of guns. Yeah. And that was beautiful. But unfortunately, we are out of time for today's show. As always, we express our gratitude to Star Style Productions, Cynthia Bryan, Be The Star You Are, and our Voice America Empowerment crew, especially our audio engineer, Andrew. Thanks to our guests from across the world, and a huge thank you to our listeners for making us a top-rated program. For more information about Be The Star You Are charity, visit bethestoryouare.org. Find us on Instagram at Express Yourself Radio. Stronger gun controls measures improve improve life expectancy. And remember, speak up, speak out, and express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself, produced by Star Style Productions LLC as an international outreach program of Be the Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars that shine between the lines if you would let yourself